Hey everybody, welcome to the Cultivating Collaboration at Avantage podcast, where freelancers and local service businesses connect and collaborate. All right, let's jump right in. Welcome to Cultivating Collaboration at Avantage. I'm Sean, the founder of Avantage, and I have Mark Jamnik, my co-host here with us and our upcoming guest. Good to see you, Mark, again. Great to see you again. Long time no see. Exactly. It's wonderful (laughs) to be here. Episode number four. Here we are. Awesome. Awesome. This is great. I'm loving this uh, meeting in person thing. Eventually, we get used to this and stop mentioning it. Yeah. But it's still a novelty. It's still a novelty. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Like, people, oh my gosh, you're real. It's adventurous. (laughs) Oh, man, I met him in person. Awesome. Well, it's uh, great to be back on our uh, podcast here and a live show. Um, let me just jump right in. We have our guest today is uh, Rebecca Easton, Becky Easton of Easton Law. Um, she is one of our amazing members on our platform, highly engaged. We've been, uh, we met about two, two and a half years ago at Phoenix Startup Week. I believe it was the 2019 we figured out that was the year. At time, just this whole mumble jumble these I know, days. We've lost an entire year. Yeah, so it's it's kind of trying to adjust with that. But uh, so you've been on the platform and uh, you've you've done some amazing collaboration. So to kind of get to get started with with your intro, so you were born and raised in Tucson, Arizona. Yes, I was. Amazing. So mm-hmm. uh, graduated They're in down. in uh, from <laughs> U of A. Uh, I'm an ASU, you know, Sun Devil. No, so we, we can have still be our, friends. Yeah, we're, we're still friends. And uh, with a degree in psychology and Spanish linguist, then you went to law school in Denver and graduated uh, from Col- uh, Denver Sturm yep. College of Law. And then made uh, came back and your Mesa is your home now, right? Yes, it is. Uh, I miss Denver all the time, uh, but, you know, housing out there got crazy. Um, and so it was time to come back and be around family again. Um, and yeah, so we have settled out in uh, East Mesa, out in the beautiful Eastmark community. And awesome. You know, it's kind of funny. I never really thought like ma- a master plan community was like the thing for me, or like living in a bubble with all my stuff in like kind of one location. I mean, not quite yet. Like retail's still getting out there. But mm. um, I was like, oh, that's nice for like other people. Like cool for you. But I didn't really see that as something I was looking for. And then we came across Eastmark and I was like, oh man. It is amazing. <laughs> I, I was sold. I drank the Kool-Aid immediately. Yes. Like I um the nature is so beautiful there. So, so serene. beautiful. Yeah. Um and the community. I mean speaking of, you know, talking about cultivating collaboration, like that community is incredible at working with each other. Is that right? Um I I mean we'll we'll get more into like how like, I found in my business and everything, but I like, I started that when I was living in Eastmark and Mm -hmm. I credit almost all of my success initially to neighbors wanting to work with me and reaching out and being like, oh, hey, you're a neighbor. You do the thing I need. I'm definitely trying you first. You know, that is, that is so powerful. That is amazing. Supporting your local community and, and it just makes for a better community, right? Again, it's not transactional. It's that. Yeah exchange of value you see people everywhere and you're like yeah like we actually have a an event this saturday a boutique in our neighborhood park and one thing that i've done i mean with a law firm like what am i going to go out to a boutique and sell like i'm not going to sell anything so a few years ago i just started going out and sitting and talking to my neighbors you know just get to know them 
And, you know, over the years that I've been there, now we end up with people being like, oh, hey, I've been meaning to talk to you. Like, <laughs> oh, perfect. I'm so glad you're here. Let's set that appointment. Let's do whatever. Or, you know, just being out there to do that, like, education piece and tell people what it's all about. Yeah, like, people, like, do business for people that they know, they trust, and they like. Yep. Right? Yeah, so absolutely. that's... That has not changed, and I don't think that will change no matter how technical and technological advanced we Mm -mm. get. Yeah, no, I mean, in thinking of, you know, talking about kind of that scarcity mindset um, that you touched on a little bit in the last um, episode, like being afraid of competition, like it's just, there's just not, there's just not competition. Like everybody, the world is a big enough oyster for all of us. Like even when, you know, Four years ago, when we moved into Eastmark, like, it was still, there was still opportunity, you know? I knew it was going to grow. Like, do I need to take all the estate planning and business planning work for myself and, like, hoard it and be like, oh, no, like, you have to work with me? Um, you know, that doesn't work out well for me. No, I don't think it does <laughs> Either. For, for anyone. Yeah, so. it's, it's such a beautiful, organic approach to business. Yeah. I mean, hearing you, I didn't, I didn't know that because um, you and I have had an opportunity to meet, uh-huh. you know, as again, it, what's, what's been really great is the opportunity to meet on the Avantage community because last year was obviously a, a year of Zoom. <laughs> and so, you know, you had a lot of opportunity to just have, hey, do you want to do a Zoom meeting? And so, um, you know, we had a chance to dig in and talk, um, yet I didn't realize that that was all happening organically inside of your, your own neighborhood. And talk about going back to our roots and kind of how things used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, while I never grew up in the fifties, that was always something that was kind of a fascinating, <laughs> like, I think I've glamorized that, that era. Um, and yet that's kind of what I feel like, you know, when people were moving mm-hmm. into the suburbs, they were, they would pull in. And this is even how, when I grew up, um, I knew my neighbors, like we didn't have walls between our, okay. our homes. Mm-hmm. And so it's great to hear that there's there's communities like that out here. And I know we're completely not yeah. talking about what exactly you do, but at the same time, <laughs> no. I think this is kind of the organicness of what happens inside of Avantage is you get to know uh, the other members as you're working with them or talking with them. Mm-hmm. You have a chance to really hear and see what they're really about. And it's not about the transaction. I think that's a resounding theme that, that runs through it all. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, do you want to talk a little bit about what it is that you do? Because <laughs> I know we've, we've alluded to it here. And I know, I'm but, an attorney. So, yes. but, you know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. there you go. So, uh, yeah, excellent. Uh, so, yes, I'm I'm an attorney. I specialize in um, estate, well, not, I'm not officially specialized, but I do um, estate planning and business law. And all of that is kind of wrapped in kind of together. Um, I think we we try to separate as business owners, we try to separate like our personal life and our business life, which is, which is great. You know, you want to set boundaries between all that and, you know, mm-hmm. well, we can jump into that, but you don't really think of them. You still do need to think of them together. So in thinking of, you know, making sure you have your like legal, your insurance, your finance and your tax, those are all things that matter to you as a person, mm-hmm. whether, you know, you're a small business owner or not. You know, you want to make sure that, you know, maybe the legal isn't quite as important to you as an individual, aside from, you know, estate planning and making sure you have your, like, incapacity planning, your powers of attorney in place, what happens to, you know, who can get to your things and your your stuff when you are incapacitated and can't speak for yourself, you know, you're in an accident on the way home, what mm-hmm. happens there? And then, you know, planning, making sure you have a will or a trust in place to handle all the rest of that on your passing, make it's your job to make that 
as easy as possible for your family and the people who are grieving for you because they're going right. to be grieving. And, and those are know? the things that you don't, you know, automatically think about. And, and but when it comes to it and you need it, they're they're huge, huge. Mm-hmm. Imp- they'll have a huge impact on your life and your family's life. Yeah. Well, so, and what happens to your business partners? You know, exactly. if you have, what happens just to your business? If you're a solo, um, you know, a true solo, you know, you haven't even set up an LLC or anything, your business dies with you. Mm-hmm. It's gone. Right. And and the same way is, uh, and this is a lesson that I learned early on, you know, on my entrepreneur journey is having that boundary between your business, whatever it is you start and your personal and be protected both ways. You know, a lot of what you do is protecting people, right? Mm-hmm. Protecting them from, from you know, and unseen, unforeseen events and all the way down to tax, you know, yeah. uh, that if you don't have, you know, certain documents in place, you'll be killed by the tax guy. So not literally. Can, not literally. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> we, we had a conversation last time about dentists and how dentists are only drilling. I'm, I'm, I'm like, dramatic. I'm for cleanings. <laughs> I'm dramatic. But I'm That's sure there's two, Hey, we got we got to balance each other out here, Sean. We don't That's do all. I am sure <laughs> there has been someone that got a heart attack because of the tax bill. <laughs> right. Somewhere. Fair enough. <laughs> yes. But it's uh, so can we <clears throat> kind of delve a little bit because our audience are business owners, entrepreneurs, either starting out or just have a growing business, what are the key things, kind of a blind spots or things they need to do to protect themselves personally in, you know, from the liabilities that a business has and, and vice versa? What what do you suggest for, again, the our freelancer community, for example, or, our, you know, solopreneurs? What are the basics they need to know to, to be protected? Yeah, great question. Um, I think on... A- truly the highest level that we're thinking of it, you want to be thinking about lifting up your business and lifting up your life. So legal, insurance, finance, and tax. Um, And that is going to overlap into, you know, business ownership and, um, like I said, your personal life. So, I mean, when we're thinking of, you know, freelancers and whatnot, you know, who are you going to get paid? Mm -hmm. Do you have an agreement in place to make sure you're going to get paid? Who owns the work? that you did. Even as a business owner, you know, thinking about that, like if you hire someone to build out, um, let's see, you know, a website, let's Mm. say for you. And then, uh, you decide, you know, later on several years down the road that you don't want to work with that person anymore. And they take your website down and keep it. Right. (laughs) What do you do? Was it their work? Are they able to do that? Did you read the contract? And there's certain things that we kind of assume, but if it's it's spelled out, then it eliminates a lot of the headache. Yeah. And I I think that's a lot of the things people don't want to write things down. We are very like, you know, handshake oriented, like my integrity, you know, you should be able to trust that I am a a person of my word, right? But Mm -hmm. if you look at just a contract in general or your operating agreement, um, you're just spelling out what the agreement is as you understand it, right? So later on down the line, when there's some sort of disagreement or payment came a little bit later than it was supposed to, you're like, you can go back to it and say, see, this was the agreement. Let's get back on track or not, and then we'll deal with it there. But it's really more of just like minutes of a meeting. Nobody balks at taking minutes at a meeting. So why should you be upset about 
writing down the minutes of your agreement and it's then set in signing expectations. Off. It's actually it provides clarity yeah. on, on that agreement and the, yeah. the contract. And even at a very basic level, after your meeting, shoot off an email to your friend, business partner, and say, hey, after this, this is what I agree. Kind of a recap. Let me know. Right. Yeah. Let me know. It, did I miss something? Did you understand something differently? And, well, there's your contract right there if they respond back. So, you know, the little ways that, you know, you can protect yourself um, just by sending a follow-up email. <laughs> Even, well, and I, I, think, I think back to uh, the, the game of telephone. Right. Like if you ever think about the game of telephone, you tell one thing to one person and then it goes around the room and it comes back and it's a completely different story. And so what you're saying is more or less, hey, write that down. Mm -hmm. And then that way there's not confusion as it goes around because that's that's really it. I I love the acronym. So um, lift lift your business up. I'm all about simplicity. So I I love that. So uh, L was for what? It was legal. Okay, legal, insurance, finance, and tax. Yep, that's it. great. So those are the main areas that you focus in on. And, and what do you see as the? I mean, those are I guess the biggest ones that there. Is there one for freelancers or business owners, or that you that you kind of see that they're the the legalese? I, I know personally, and, and as Sean and I were were preparing, thinking about you know um, having you on the show and everything. I'm, I'm like, yeah, legalese. It's almost it might as well be a different language as far oh, as I'm yeah. concerned. And so how, how can you, how, how can a freelancer or a independent, uh, an entrepreneur or a business owner kind of start to either take those walls down? Um, is that like hiring you or like how, how is, yeah. what's the, some of the best steps for the, for the initial piece of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think in listening to you guys talking, being a part of Avonage and everything and really realizing, um, I think like Elsa said in the last segment, um, you know, I kind of similarly grew up feeling like, you know, personal development was like, who does that? <laughs> What's up with that? Right. You know, the self-help book section. You're like, it just, it's like lawyers, right? I'm it has fine. a terrible. I don't need it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, I'm, to- I'm totally cool. And then right. here I get to, you know, I just turned 40. And a couple years ago, I'm, I was like, everything's a disaster. I need the help. Like, all the self-help books. Like, you know, I, I like the kind of sponge analogy. I realized, you know, wait, the more I dive into myself, the more I'm able to serve other people better. I think, I don't know, I kind of mentioned attorneys get a bad rap. Like you feel like we're cold, we're transactional, we're expensive, we're aggressive. And none of that describes me. So, um, I, you know, I never even wanted to go to law school. Like I grew up on law and order. So, um, I thought, I thought that was being an attorney and that sounded, I mean, I like a good argument, but oof. That sounded terrible all day long. (laughs) No, I like working with people and solving problems and figuring out like what's going on. And um, I think one of the big things, um, I mean, you were asking just what business owners need to be thinking about. It's that risk is important to, you know, your ability to grow. And if you are consistently uh, like paralyzed by making, you know, any sort of decisions, like the solopreneur, right? Mm -hmm. The true solo who's out there doing everything with their own money under their own name, you know, and and everything, one wrong step, and it's all gone. It's all gone, yeah. And then anything else outside of their entity. And you just can't take a, a bigger risk in a situation like that. Whereas if you've got, you have your corporate entity, you have your LLC or your uh, you know, your C Corp, you have, you have that protection there, you know, and then 
on the very simplistic basis. Otherwise, you know, making sure that your finances are separated and you're working with someone to actually do some sort of cash planning and mm-hmm. not just flying by the seat of your pants because that works for a while. I mean, hey, right. it worked for me for a, yeah. a couple of years. Until we, we all start somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it'll just make you more successful, more mm-hmm. having those clear, uh, you know, uh, lines that are drawn between your personal and mm-hmm. then business. Setting up an LLC is is real simple. I mean, you can help anyone to do it in a fairly quickly, right? Yeah, absolutely. And to do that, that's the minimum, I would say, uh, any kind of a person that does business uh, on their own, they need to have set up. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's like first step. Absolutely. Protect yourself because you want the the work that you're doing to be on behalf of the company and not in your own name. You know, you, you, Sean, shouldn't be doing business with Becky Easton. Right. You should be doing business with Becky Easton on behalf of Easton Law Estate and Business Planning. Right. You know, exactly. like that's who you, the contract is with the firm. Um, you know, and the, I do therefore business the with liability Avantage, is, you know? is with the firm. And so is the value because when you have an yep. LLC or a company built, now you're building up and adding value to that business. Absolutely. And then one day maybe you can sell it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Versus if you just do it on as a kind of a hobby thing or not even a hobby as not set up formally. Sure. Then you won't build that equity mm-hmm. in, in the business. Yep. Yeah. That it is, just makes it harder because then how do you, um, you know, how do you put a value? On that, it's just harder because you don't have the thing to value, right? right? It's you. So it's, it's step A is set up your entity, some sort of a corporate structure. What's the next thing and a basic entrepreneur should should worry about? Um, I think generally looking. So you know, get yourself set up um, as a you know a single member LLC. If you're the only person, um, you can kind of get away for a while without you know your operating agreement or kind of going into some of that, Mm -hmm. um, I would highly recommend you not do that. And you work with an offer, you have an operating agreement to begin with, but Mm -hmm. that's something super common for single member LLCs to skip over for a minute because like, at least in that, in that agreement, the importance of the operating agreement is like what happens. It's like a prenup, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when it all breaks down? What happens when you want to sell, when you just want to get out? What happens when you want to add other members, you know, all the what ifs, like, how Mm -hmm. do you agree when, you know, how do you disagree nicely? You know, all, all of that. And so when it's just you, right, you're probably going to agree with yourself. (laughs) I mean, you know, I might have a different voice in my head, but ultimately the decision's the decision, right? So if you're going to skip over that, again, I don't, I don't recommend it, but if you're going to do that, looking into your contracts, Mm -hmm. you know, what is it? what are you entering into? What are the services that you need and that you offer? Um, And how are you protecting yourself? How are you ensuring that you're getting paid? How are you ensuring that the, uh, the time frame is, is understood? You know, I mean, if you don't put a time frame on something and it doesn't come in the month you thought it was going to come because that's what you said, you know, but they're like, Oh, well, no, it was when the supplies came in and you're like, that's not, what That's I understood. What it right. <laughs> it's just defining terms and, and the services on both ends as, mm-hmm. a, as a buyer and seller. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I love the idea of just kind of breaking down those steps of, of what, what's necessary because I'm thinking about, hmm, as you keep talking, I'm like, what, what are the things that I need to be working on? Yeah. And so The things you touch all the time. I mean, insurance yeah. is another like really, 
I mean, easy, but kind of you should be doing right off the bat is looking into, you know, business insurance. Are you working from home and having people come to your home? Then, you know, do you also have an umbrella policy? Do you also have the business listed as an additional insured on your home policy? Mm -hmm. Like, so, yeah, I mean, I think insurance is another big piece. So on, on the on the insurance, do do you recommend for freelancers, for example, let's say a graphic designer or coaches or, you know, people that don't have an an office or a physical location to meet? Do you see that almost required or do they need to get insurance or is that really mostly to cover liability stuff? Um, I, I mean, the you definitely need it just to cover just kind of your professional liability mm -hmm. if, if that is a thing for um a thing for you guys uh, or for your particular business. It right. doesn't matter for everybody. But, you know, and if you're truly working from home, let's say you're just, you have like a drop shipping business or right. something along those lines, you don't ever have people coming into your house. Or graphic designer. You know, graphic design. Like you you're completely, um, you know, you're a lawyer on the beach and <laughs> you're working completely, uh, you know, virtually. Then, you know, adding on additional insurance, you know, wouldn't necessarily be on your radar because no one is coming right you know right. you don't have other people to worry about in your space but as with anything i mean i'm not an insurance agent but or anything so i'm not selling anybody anything here but mm -hmm. the the more times that you can sit down with mm -hmm. kind of your your tribe of advisors which i thought you mentioned on the last segment mm -hmm. uh, was talking about like building uh, you you see people creating their like work teams right on avantage mm -hmm. and and i love that because i I've been in search of my tribe now for mm -hmm. a while and just decided like I needed to find, you know, the women in my life. Um, I needed to find the, you know, the business people that I looked up to in mm -hmm. my life. And now as I'm here really getting more involved with Advantage and figuring out, you know, what my place is here, it's I absolutely see that, like, you know, come and build your tribe of people who, I mean, for starters, you know, we're giving kind of our extra time. Right. You know, so, so and being able to barter and trade, like, actually, it sounds so funny, but um, when I when I graduated from law school, I was really excited to have a barterable skill. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. So you, wow. Were, you were ahead of your time. Way ahead of your time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I just I I don't I don't even know what uh, why that came over me, but just the idea that I could get what I needed mm -hmm. without having to pay the money for it just through, because I mean, I'll help you do something all day long. Oh, you need a shelf built. You need to put together a bookcase at your house. Like, let's go do it. If you will also come <laughs> over to my house and like, help me clean out my closet. Makes sense. You know? <laughs> like, Absolutely. It's all about it. So, um, <laughs> so you guys do furniture building as well. So just, <laughs> just clarifying. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Yeah. No, um, I'll get excited. Um, one thing I know we were also talking about in episode three with Elsie was really about business and life. Your, your business is your life. And mm -hmm. so you talked a lot about that as well. So can so you kind of tie those pieces together as we're, we're looking to wrap up here in a little bit? But. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, definitely. Your business, your business is your life. What makes it's going to make you successful or it's going to be your worst nightmare while you're struggling and dealing with it and trying to make it work and hitting your head against the wall, I, I, it, it's going to affect you. There's mm -hmm. just no way around it. You can't, 
I mean, I don't know. I can't possibly envision yeah. separating that in my yeah, head. Yeah. So but, in terms of, yeah. So in terms of some of the services and kind of, you know, as we talk about having an operating agreement and having yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the other pieces. I what, think state what, planning yeah, is well, probably. State planning. Talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, for that's sure. Also. So, I mean, that's good. That definitely ties into um, on the business planning aspect as well of like what happens when you are incapacitated or you when you die, you know, it's not, it's not if it's when it's guys, when, we're right. all, we're all going to die. It's kind of the same way with like running a business. I know, what? I know. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. I like, it's like Oprah. I'm like, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. And you're going to die. And you're gonna and die. Gonna die. And I'm going to die. Right. Like it's all going to happen. So, you know, are you planning for it now and figuring out what you want that to look like? Right. You know, it's, it's about designing. Really, you know, what designing what you want that to look like, designing what you want that to look like for your family on the back end, and then, you know, designing a legacy, perhaps. It's the same, the same ideas you're thinking about with your business. You know, designing what you want your business to look like, setting that up, that that operating agreement. How do you want people to interact with you? Um, I think one of the the biggest kind of personal development things I I've learned recently is that um, people treat you how you've trained them to treat you. Right. And, you know, so if you don't come to the table with a, you know, a professional attitude on the business aspect or come to the table, um, you know, just knowledgeable about, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of life things, you don't have to have that all in place, but just get informed and figure out like what, what does everything look like? You know, and I think that's really the first step with us. I think we asked this a while ago and I never got to it, but what's it look like to work with us is to first we sit down either on, you know, business or the estate planning aspect. You know, we sit down, we look at everything you've got. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to do a little bit Holistically, of homework. Holistically. Yep. Everything. Business, personal. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to look at your, you go through an inventory, like everything you have, you know, we're not talking down to like all your little stuff, you know. Not a full inventory, but your major assets and everything. And how is that protected? Or not. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Some like 56% of adults have done no estate planning. So It's it's amazing. You are all in the majority if you're like, oh, my God. (laughs) We just don't think we're going to die for some reason. Yeah. But, you you know, the whole thing is about being in control and in charge of your, your, you know, your legacy and your destination. So it just makes sense. Yeah, you you're making me think hard. Yeah, yeah. well, and fig- figuring it out. I think a lot of it, you know, is not even knowing necessarily what's out there, or you know, when you start working with a coach, you know, if, if you kind of see us as you know your legal coach, right? Mm-hmm. When uh, when you sit down with that person, they're just asking you. I'm just asking you questions. Awesome. You know. <laughs> so how do people reach you? Yeah, what absolutely. Your... We're at EastonLawPLLC.com. EastonLawPLLC.com. Yep. Yeah, and you can reach out to us at info at uh, EastonLawPLLC.com. Awesome. Easton, E-E-A-S-T-O-N. You got it. E-A-S-T-O-N-L-A-W-P-L-L-C. Wonderful, wonderful. Great to have you. Appreciate it. You also have a couple of offers on on Avantage, and I think on Avantage is Avantage slash Easton Law. I believe so. That's your... URL. Wonderful. Another session, Mark. Thank you. Becky. Thank you, guys. It was so awesome fun. to have you. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Collaboration at Avantage Podcast. 
Don't forget to subscribe, like, and follow us on all the good platforms and share this with your friends and colleagues. Join Abantage.com if you're a digital freelancer, creative, or a local service business. See you on the next episode.